Right into it. I think we should just go right into it. Are we into it? All right, we're into it. All right, A-list, we're back. We're back. Welcome back, welcome back. We have no hockey news. None. Hockey is boring right now, but NBA draft and free agency happened. Dalen's going to tell you a little bit about that. Yeah, our boy Freddie Van Vliet signed a bag. We also talked about the NFL and our Week 12 picks, as always. I don't feel confident about Landon's Raider pick, but he's pretty confident. That's ridiculous. We have U-Haul A-Hole. We also have... Carly Taves joining the podcast. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to A-List. I'm not sure what exactly episode we're on, but I can tell you that we are still brought to you by Oliver's Funeral Home. What was that, Brett? What are we on? Eight? Seven, I think. Seven. Episode seven. Well, Oliver's Funeral Home is now seven for seven on A-List sponsorship opportunities here. So, ladies and gentlemen, we do love Oliver's. They've been supporting us from day one, so I want to tell you a little bit about Oliver's. Oliver's Funeral Home in Grand Prairie, Alberta is ready to handle every detail of the funeral planning process with compassion and of course, understanding. Our friends over at Oliver's treat us right and they will treat you right too. Coping is a long process, much like a Toronto Raptor fan who lost one of our favorite players, Serge Ibaka, to the Los Angeles Clippers and he's not gonna go play with Kawhi Fun Guy Leonard. Um, we'll miss you. So we're gonna go to Oliver's funeral home to cope with this loss. Because dealing with the loss of a loved one is hard, and you shouldn't have to go through it alone. Oliver's is ready to help. What the heck is up, boys? Not too much, brother. Not too that much. One of my smoothest ad reads. By yeah, the way. I actually, that was pretty good, man. That's pretty I good. actually did when I saw the coping is a long. I was reading the ad on the paper, and I saw the coping is a long process, like, and then I said blank. And I was like, oh, I forgot about this part of the ad read. <laughs> and then luckily we were talking about that beforehand so i you transitioned pretty yeah, pretty well thank pretty you, good thank transition you um yeah quick disclaimer we are on zoom again uh you know just with cases going up we've decided to be careful and just uh stay on zoom yeah you know? we're gonna wait because latin's got exam season coming up and it's christmas yep. season coming up so we're just gonna we're gonna do zoom until probably after christmas maybe we'll see what happens maybe. yeah we'll see what happens so well We'll just, uh, what do they do? And yeah, indefinitely. That's what they do when people have injuries and they don't want to tell you how long. Indefinitely. Yeah, yeah we're, so, uh, we're out indefinitely right now. We don't know what's happening, but. We're just um, being safe, you know? Yeah, well, we're still getting episodes out, which matters. We are. Yeah. Like, well, we did this in the summer and that's how we got, you know, our initial fame, a rise to fame. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so Zoom, Zoom is here for us in the beginning and they're going to continue us right now. Yeah, yeah. Free ad for Zoom. There you go. Okay. So uh, getting free ads from the whole world. That's true. That's true. Okay, so let's get into the NHL. All right, that was the NHL. Okay. Absolutely nothing going on in the NHL right now. So uh, let's get I into. Mean, I'm curious. The only thing I guess I would have the NHL like there's like I think Travis Hamonic hasn't signed. Like there's Mike Hoffman. I mean, I wonder when those guys are going to sign. Or like, I mean, it's a month in theory. A month and a half, in theory, till the NHL's back. Yeah. Breaking Actually, news for TS, 
TSN, Jason Tatum is re-signing with the Boston Celtics for a five-year, $195 million contract. Oh, gee, that's a lot of money. Holy man. You, like, McDavid's going to sign a he, – he signs a 10-year contract, and he ain't getting that money. Yeah. Um, all right, hold on. Back to hockey. I did actually have one point. I just remembered this. I, it is most likely that they're going to do this Canadian division for one year. It looks that way. And all I have to say about that is COVID needs to relax because as a Leaf fan in Edmonton, I would like to be one of the 20% of the people that are allowed in the building for one of those games. Wouldn't that be a treat? Or, or I'll drive to Calgary. I don't even care. I'm just saying there's probably going to be five games in Edmonton and five in Calgary. That's a lot of opportunities to watch our favorite team. So that COVID really needs to just get, we need to get a handle on this, keep it down because, you know, for sports reasons, not at all because, you know, we want people to be healthy. If they win the division, like how cool would it be to have a Canadian division 2021 uh, banner in your in your barn. Yeah, and that is true. Wins, so like that would be pretty cool. The, the, the first, maybe only first and only year where there's a Canadian division and you get the banner. That would be cool. Yeah, exactly. And then with I wonder, like with the playoffs too, they'd probably keep it in division again, or maybe they'd go one through sixteen. That's the other thing I heard. Yeah, I don't know how they would do it. They'd probably, I bet you, that's when the, the Canadians would have to go move like i bet you they would do it oh i would hope i don't know what they would do i i yeah. really don't have any i have no yeah. idea either not for playoffs but no, my way, job i'm glad that i don't have to would be cool it. and uh if we get, yeah if we can get 20 percent in there we will definitely be part of that 20 percent watching the Leafs play so you can guarantee I wonder how that. they would uh i wonder how they would figure that out because, I mean, tickets would sell quick. Well, they'd go to the season ticket holders first, but then I assume they would do some resale. Like, people probably are just in it to make money. They can, enough season ticket holders that would cover 20%, probably. Yeah. Like, good, good chance I'd drive to Calgary because the Oiler tickets would probably be up the yin-yang. Yes. Yes, they so. would be. I think they probably all would be expensive because they know if they can sell for sure 20%. Well, we could probably go watch Ottawa for a decent price. Yeah, true. That's very true. But, like, I mean, I think you would, wouldn't you eventually like, – they wouldn't just play the Canadian division the whole season. Yeah, uh, see, I'm not entirely sure. I've seen conflicting – I've seen reports saying they would do, like, little rotations of where they'd play, and I've also seen reports saying that they'd stay strictly in division for the entire season. That would be weird. No. That would be, like – that would be the NWJHL. Yeah. I, uh, I was – I can't remember which uh, insider said this, but they were saying that if they're wanting the season to start by January 1st, that they're going to need to have a plan by the end of November. So, Heck, yeah, they are. Because, I mean, that's like one month to get going. Yeah, we'll we should be finding out right away. Like 20th. Yeah, and, well, that uh, Lettinen defenseman that the Leafs have, he just got his contract terminated so that he could come to Canada. He's going to be uh, sick. I got to be quarantine. So you got to assume that training camp will start somewhat soon based on that. I guess there is stuff going on in the hockey world. We just got to kind of got to get a fish for it. You know, sometimes fish aren't aren't right at the surface. You got to, you know, let that 
what do you call what's on the end of a fish hook? Like a okay. hook? Like a, bait? A bait? Sure. Let that bait sink, you know, drag it along the ground. And something, you know, you reel it up and sometimes you got some news. All right, well, let's do CNG <laughs> Rebels Hockey Guy. It, uh, it is Dalen's turn to be Hockey Guy this week. Uh, we do have an ad for CNG. Hmm. Let's talk about a little bit about who they are. Yeah, because we, we mentioned C- we mentioned CNG before, but we haven't had anything for them. Yeah, exactly. So we we got some. We got to let you know who the CNG Rebels are and why they sponsor the Hockey Guy segment. The CNG Rebels Hockey Club is based out of the county of Grand Prairie, Alberta, and is a member of the Hockey Super League. They provide a high-quality environment for youth hockey players with an emphasis on development, character, integrity, and respect. They, uh, I've only seen, I've seen two, two of these games, and it does look like very good hockey. Um, I've seen that there have been quite a few uh, of the young guys in, like, the peewee division coming out, going into the Bantam uh, Elite League, stuff like that. So... CNG, thank you for hopping on as a sponsor. Sponsor, uh, it is COVID right now, but when you do get the chance, when it is not COVID, go support the CNG Rebels. Uh, I know they have uh, travel teams in the Bantam, or sorry, in the Pee Wee and Adam divisions. Brett, do they also have novice? I'm not sure about novice. I feel like they probably do. Mm. But anyway, get out, get out and watch them. That is, that's the new thing. That's uh, that's where all the elite guys are going nowadays. Go Rebels! We're big Rebels guys here. Yeah. So, without further ado, let's get some hockey guy going. Uh, Dalen, you were uh, just at work, you know, on a Sunday morning. And let me. I just want to know, like, what goes into preparing for a day at work, and uh, how do you make the best out of your time at your job on on a daily basis? Well, you know, obviously today's a little bit different working that Sunday morning shift. Um, the Sunday morning shift doesn't come often. It actually, it only should happen once. Um, so we had an orientation going into today and obviously I thought it went good. Um, it, w- it was a struggle waking up in the morning. I did have a shift last night. Um, you know, busting tables is, is no joke is what I always say. Um, we had a bit of a later night. We were in there late cleaning the goodies, uh, making roll-ups. Um, making sure the wine glasses were polished. Um, didn't get out of there until around 11, 11.30. Um, got home, you know, got a meal into me So because I, I knew I had another another shift just coming up the next morning. It was a quick turnaround time for sure. So got home. I had that meal put into me. Um, me, and, me and the girlfriend, Peyton, we watched some TikToks to put ourselves to bed because, you know, that's always a really good way to just kind of rest your mind before getting that eight-hour snooze in. Um, but you know, we woke up, I woke up this morning feeling refreshed, feeling good to go, hopped in the shower, got clean, um, got in the vehicle, had a safe drive to work, had a coffee while I was doing it. Um, and then, you know, we put in that grind. There was a three hour orientation. It was a, it was tough to stay awake at times, but at the end of the day, we, we got what we got done and now I can sit back, relax and enjoy a podcast, maybe some football later today. And, uh, you know, just look forward to the next shift. Absolutely. Thanks for your answer. Thank you, sir. Thank you uh, for, for joining this press conference. The, uh, this has to be one of my favorite segments. Like, it just answering questions. It's, it's just random questions. It's hilarious. It's just like, I wish we were big enough where we could be at the NHL level answering like this. 
Yeah, exactly. They're just saying dump and chase and uh, get in there, work hard. Pucks deep, pucks deep. Pucks deep, always pucks deep. Uh, NBA draft, Dalen, all I know, this is what I know. I'm going to tell you my knowledge, and then Dalen can tell you a little bit of what he knows because he's the basketball guy here. I do know that the ball kid, LaMelo, I believe is his name, he went to Charlotte. Um. Everybody was mad about who the Bulls chose, and I don't understand why, because he still seemed pretty good based on his statistics. And the kid who only played three games ended up going second. And Anthony Edwards looks like an absolute beast based on the slight amount of uh, highlight videos that I've seen. So that's all I know. Dale's going to tell you a little bit more than that. Well, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't got too much more. Um, you're right. Um, first pick with that Anthony Edwards, he's, he's a beast. I mean, he playing in Georgia, they didn't obviously have a very good team. They're more of the football program than they are the basketball program. But, uh, you know, I think he was well-deserving of the first pick. I think if that James Wiseman played a full season, the guy who went second to Golden State, um, he probably could have gotten that first overall pick if he played that full season because I think he could be a monster and so Golden State takes him at center and then later on in the evening they have the news that Clay Thompson they fear he might have I think he's torn his Achilles um so he'll be out for a season and he was actually just out last season um with I want to say an ACL MCL um tear uh so he had the whole surgery there and everything um so now he's going to be out for a second season in a row so I I can't even imagine as a professional athlete what that is like he I don't know you can always say that he'll never be the same, but you don't know, I guess. But, uh, yeah, that's tough for him for sure. And then – but, yeah, so Golden State, though, I thought they were going to look good with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, James Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green. But Thompson being out definitely puts a wrench in those plans. Third pick, yeah, LaMelo Ball, like you said, went to Charlotte, which is good for Charlotte. They don't ever have, like, a, a big-name guy. So, except for Kemba Walker. And they Walker, picked up Gordon Hayward. Yeah, Gordon Hayward, that's also another – pretty big addition so I, I like that I mean Gordon Hayward's not as good as he used to be like when he was in Utah a long time ago he was so good and then he went to Boston and never kind of lived up to expectations he also did kind of break his shin like I don't I don't think it's a break when it's like what do you call it when it's dangling when your shin's like in half that dangling. is that is a fracture it's a, it's a full fracture yeah that was a full fracture it was gross it was pretty uh, gruesome. probably both his leg bones which is disgusting yeah Oh, yeah, it was a nightmare. Um, so, anyways, Charlotte, hopefully that things can turn around there. They haven't been successful for a while. Um, and then, yeah, that Patrick Williams pick, he was a player out of Florida State. And the reason that's weird is because I think he's, like, a freshman. He was so young, and he was, like, playing as their sixth man. Like, he wasn't even in the starting rotation. Mm. Um, they must think that he, they ha- he has a high potential, like, high ceiling. He's mm. obviously a very good player, but I just don't think he was a starter. So, that's why that's weird. Um, and then really, I don't know, nothing really that crazy happened else in the draft. There's really no other two big name players. There was free agency, though. The Raptors did re-sign Fred Van Vliet, which is huge because Kyle Lowry probably only has a year or two left in him. I think it was a four-year, $85 million contract. A lot of money, yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, NBA players get paid money. Uh, um, and then we got Serge Ibaka, like we said earlier in the intro, he signed with the Clippers. He's going to play with Kawhi Leonard um, in Los Angeles. Um, Carmelo Anthony re-signed with the Trailblazers. Uh, sixth man of the year, Montrez Harrell, who 
who actually played with right. the Clippers, right. with the Lakers. So he doesn't even have to move, but he's playing with a whole new team. Well, no, he does have to change dressing rooms. Yeah, true, and probably a little different schedules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Tristan Thompson, Canadian, who played with the Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron. He won a championship there. He's going to play with the Celtics. Um, they traded away Al Horford, so they did need a. They didn't. Well, I guess Horford was the 76ers, but they didn't have like a big man that they needed. Um, Daniel Tice is definitely not doing it, I don't think. Um, and then the last thing is the Oklahoma City Thunder traded uh, Stephen Adams to the New Orleans Pelicans, which I think is a really good pickup for the Pelicans. But of course, they got back another first rounder. Um, yeah, they, they have 18 first round picks in the next six drafts. 18. So they're uh, loaded That's up on first round. Especially when the NBA draft only has two rounds. Like, yeah, I don't know like, how cool that would be getting drafted in the NBA draft, and you only got there's only sixty people that get it. Exactly, only sixty people every year. It's wild. Once in a lifetime, you could say. It's cool to 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 know like no matter who you're picking, they likely will pan out. At, like, in some degree, they might in not be degree, superstars. Yeah, really, be like, a bench but, guy or something. But Yeah, they should play. And when there's only two rounds, pretty much everybody you pick should play. You'd think. So, you'd think, yeah, you'd think. Canadian, there's a, there was a Anthony Bennett. He was a Canadian that got drafted first overall in the NBA draft. Absolute bust. Hmm. Speaking of uh, draft, you know, sometimes when I'm drinking my beer, as I am a beer taster now, we established last pod. I've tasted seven beers since we last spoke. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I have mine draft. And another beer that tastes delicious as a draft is uh, the Downtown Honey Brown by GP Brewing Co. It's another 5% beer. It, uh, it has, like, okay, you – Maybe you guys won't know necessarily know what I'm saying, but it's malty, so it's it's a little darker, uh, and it's kind of got a little bit of a, like a honey flavor malt to it. And I mean, you can tell that in the name, but that's just from my years of beer tasting experience that I know that. But uh, regardless, you should open your mouth to better beer because that is what you will find in a downtown Honey Brown, a great beer that you can drink a lot of or far less than the competition. When you and your friends are looking to crack a cold one after hockey on the course while you watch the Las Vegas Raiders kick the shit out of the Kansas City Chiefs tonight, downtown Honey Brown is the way to go. Support local and enjoy a quality product for less. As much as I would like to say that you're absolutely going to be wrong about, uh, about that pick with the Raiders, um, I think we should probably, before we talk, get into a deep dive about football, we should probably cut into our interview and uh, maybe Lon, and give us a little detail. Who are, we, who are we talking to today? Well, today, Dalen, we are bringing in a special guest. And I know we do say that often, but this one is special because we are bringing on the first lady to be interviewed on A-List. The, first, the first lady of, the A- of A-List. Exactly. Oh, the first lady of it. Clever, clever. Um, okay, so the first lady of A-list, Carly Taves. She is a local from Grand Prairie. Well, from Wembley, actually, but uh, nobody knows where that is. So she's from Grand Prairie. 
Um, she played professionally in the National Women's League uh, for the Boston Pride, also played at uh, New Hampshire, University of New Hampshire, for four years in the NCAA Division I. Uh, she played her midget hockey in Grand Prairie, Bantam hockey in Grand Prairie. She played a year at uh, OHA in – where is OHA? Okanagan? Is it in Okanagan? <laughs> yeah, Okanagan Hockey Academy. Yeah, but – the Okanagan is an area. Like yeah, I guess. It, would it be Kelowna? I think it's in it Kelowna. It must be in Kelowna. Regardless, that's where she played. I have no idea where the, the actual place is located. But without further ado, let's send it over to her so maybe she could tell us where it's located. Ladies and gentlemen, we got her. Okay, today we are bringing on a really cool guest. Dalen has dubbed her the first lady of A-List because she is, in fact, the first lady on A-List. We have Carly Caves, who was a former member of the Boston Pride in the National Women's Hockey League. She went to the University of New Hampshire for four years, played Bantam and Midget Hockey in Grand Prairie, as well as the Okanagan Hockey Academy, which... We'll get into it right away. Is the Okanagan Hockey Academy in Okanagan? Like, is that a place? Uh, yeah, yeah, like it's in Penticton, BC. Oh, it's in Penticton. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Really didn't know if it was Kelowna or like, obviously the Okanagan. Oh, yeah. It's obviously not a place. Yeah, Kelowna, Okanagan. there's POE, like Pursuit of Excellence, is That's... in Kelowna. And then, yeah, OHA is in Penticton. Okay, yeah. See, we had this argument uh just a little bit before on whether it was like <laughs> okanagan was an actual place or if it was like in a city yeah it kind of yeah it's kind of it's like it's like vernon clona penticton kind of includes all those all those cities okay okay so you just got to live the life in all three cities not just one <laughs> yeah no yeah it's been it's been pretty cool beauty what made you decide to go to OHA? Because obviously there, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've known people that have went there and it's obviously been really successful. So is that part of the reason why you wanted to go there? Or what, like what made you decide to leave Grand Prairie? Yeah, we kind of thought um, it'd give like better exposure, as, especially as a female hockey player. Um, but it actually kind of worked out funny that I actually got in contact with the UNH coach through the MAX tournament when I was playing um, for GP. So and that's where I ended up committing. So it really, in hindsight, didn't make much of a difference going over to OHA, but it was definitely like a really cool experience to kind of be on our own and obviously live in Penticton. And we got up, I, I played with Emily Clark and a whole bunch of different Olympians. So I was pretty cool as well. Yeah, that, yeah I actually, I remember, I was looking at your roster and I did notice that you got to play with a couple Olympians. Could you tell that yeah, there yeah. was just, like, when you're practicing with them, that they're just at another level? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. They just had a bit more speed, stronger. Um, obviously, you could see the game really well. So, yeah, there was that separation. But at the same time, they were, like, great people. And, yeah, it was pretty awesome to be a part of their team. So, so growing up, um, when you were playing hockey in the Peace region – um, did you, before you played with those women, uh, like GP teams, did you, were you playing with men's hockey teams or were you, were there any, uh, female teams like growing up? 
Yeah, we played uh, with the boys up until end of Pee Wee um, for with the Wembley Wildcats. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. We played, I think, yeah, we played against like... we played against Bulls there. Once a while, who else was on the team? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it was kind of funny that UNH is the Wildcats too. And I guess I wore well, I wore twenty six at UNH and. I also one year wore 26 with the Wembley Wildcat, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> came full circle. That is funny. Yeah, I remember playing against you. The crazy thing, you, you guys, you Avril and Miranda ran that team. <laughs> yeah, it was the girls' line, right? Yeah. Yeah, we had a pretty good time. Like those were some awesome memories. Always look back to that, and yeah. Did, so, was there? Did you not get a? Did you have to go and play with the with the women then come come bantam just because they have their own team in their own league or would you even have yeah, the opportunity? Yeah, I feel like it. I mean, if the opportunity wasn't there, like if we were forced to keep playing boys hockey, I feel like that would have been fine. But I think because they did have that AAA league, um, even kind of like getting at that age where the boys are getting a bit stronger, and <laughs> um, so yeah, it made sense to move over to girls hockey at that time. Uh, and then yeah, dad. Murray was the coach for us, so it was pretty nice, yeah. I don't know. Did you find that uh, it was a lot different that first year swapping over to play in an all-girls league? Um, I think, if anything, it, it made us better hockey players, like, right mm-hmm. off the get-go, because we knew how to be, like, a bit more gritty on the puck and kind of go in those tough areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like, yeah, just, it kind of helped us get an extra edge on um, the female hockey there. For sure. Yeah. So then when you, 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 you played two seasons of mid to AAA in Grand Prairie prior to leaving, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I did my grade 10 and grade 11 year in Grand Prairie and then just graduated in OHA. So how many seasons did you end up actually getting to play with your sister? So we played every second year cause we're 17 months apart. Um, so I think, yeah, so I guess two years, two of the four. And then she did a post-grad year in OHA as well. So I guess we got to play that year too. So, yeah, three years. Oh, were that's guys, cool. Were you guys always uh, competitive between the Ooh. three of you, uh, three sisters, and even with Ty? Uh, I don't – I feel like we all knew that we had our own skill set kind of, so – we were like competitive in the sense that we want each other to do well, but I never feel like we had like this fight over it or like one of us won more ice time. I feel like we were always just, we were aligned together. So it was, if one of us was going, all three of us were going. <laughs> That's got to make it easy. Hey, <laughs> hey what was your yeah. time? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was all the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> did so uh, you know um, when you were fielding, so did you get the UNH offer? Um, did you have any other offers or was it just a UNH offer or what attracted you to them? Uh, yeah, like I feel like UNH was um, the school that kind of kept reaching out the most, but we were, I was talking to Bemidji, um, Syracuse, and then Union. I guess Union, I went and visited that school as well. So it was kind of between in the end Union and UNH, but I guess UNH had like a better hockey program and the school's obviously super sick there. So what did you study? Um, and then union, I guess, uh, nutrition. Awesome. Yeah. So I have a bachelor of science in nutrition. Cool. 
you can yeah, help Libby that. get on. Uh, you can help you... Dalen get on the track. Yeah, I, I, could, <laughs> I could meal plan this. You, you could bring that up. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll follow up after the call here. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> Dalen, go ahead. Um, you were, but uh, yeah, are you. you... Um, are you still then? So, are you continuing with your hockey career? Because I heard Landon said now former member of the Boston Pride. Are you? Are you continuing with your hockey career? What's next? Yeah, so, the, well, then, so after I graduated from UNH, um, with becoming a dietitian, you have to take an internship year. Um, so I applied to an internship down in the States just because it was easier kind of with my degree being down in the States to then follow up with the internship. Um, so I applied to three schools, but the one I got into is Simmons University um, right downtown Boston. It's, like, super close to Fenway Park. Um, and then I ended up doing my master's and my internship together. So I did two years in Boston after playing for UNH. And then my second year, I, that's when I joined the Boston Pride. Cool. Um, I don't want to yeah. jump. We jumped really far ahead really quick. I want to go back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, because this is just a memory that I have. Did you guys have a arena downstairs? at your house like a mini one <laughs> yeah yeah we did yeah dad ended up putting like that um like that fake ice stuff down the basement and uh, he set up like there was like hockey boards around the walls because i yeah, remember I had, like... vaguely that you had that <laughs> but i couldn't quite remember yeah that's funny yeah good memory i also have another fun <laughs> fact for you that has nothing to do with you but uh I all, I did the landscaping at your house for one summer uh, with the... Uh, oh, actually, I think I remember mom and dad mentioning that. Oh, did they? With Vera and Alan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Vera and Alan. Oh, God. So I did all the landscaping yeah. around your house for like a <laughs> oh, month no and a way. half. <laughs> oh, yeah. How long, I was going to say, how long did that take you? <laughs> yeah, a long time. Jeez. Yeah, mom always yeah, used to have us go and like cut the rose bushes and like pull weeds from all those rock art uh, yeah tell, uh, i'm fond of that <laughs> tell murray to calm down on the landscaping the house looks great oh i know he's always like <laughs> planting more trees or doing something around the yard he's yeah keeps uh, busy that way i guess what does your dad murray do um exactly with the gp storm right now uh, so, yeah, he's the president of the team now. Um, I think he has been for, honestly, three years now. All the years I was um, there, I'm pretty sure. So. Oh, yeah, so it probably would have been longer than that, right? Or when did you go I was that you played? Five, I played in 2015 was my first year, so I think almost five years. Okay, yeah, then, yeah, that makes sense. I guess I lose track of time here. Yeah, you, it does fly by, <laughs> um, though. <laughs> it does. Crazy. I'm more curious, I guess, on um, because I guess as a hurdle for a a woman athlete playing hockey, it's kind of known, I guess, more like there's a pro league for the men's, and now I guess there is a pro league for the women's hockey, but they obviously don't get compensated the same way that men do. Um, What is the biggest hurdle for a woman hockey player, kind of a young woman growing up trying to trying to play the game that wants to do it for their career? What is kind of like the biggest hurdle that you think that women uh, hockey athletes face nowadays um yeah I think it's more so just balancing out 
playing that high level of hockey and with a career as well, because obviously, like you said, we don't get that same kind of compensation. Um, so we either have to have a full-time job or, or be in school or be definitely working towards something else as well as playing. So I feel that just kind of inhibits how many games we can play and like how many practices we can have a week and the travel as well is obviously a bit, a bit more extensive. So yeah, I would just, I would, that's what I would say is it's hard um, trying to be a full-time hockey player at right now as a woman. So do you think it can get to a point like um, eventually where they can get to full-time, like um, do some of the, like the, the higher end, uh, the high, is there like, what is the pay scale? Like are the higher end women, are they fine to just play hockey or are you seeing that they mostly yeah, all so, of them? Well, I feel like after the Olympians, it kind of drops off. Um, I think the captain on our team, she was making, I want to say 12. Oh, wow. 12 grand. Yeah. But um, she was also a teacher as well. So she was teaching full time and then we would practice twice a week. Um, but she's, she started playing with the league since it opened. So I guess it's, this will be a sixth season coming up. Um, so I guess the more, like every year I know you have to, they have to offer you more um, with your signing. But so it, it is getting, it's getting up there. It's just, it's still not enough to um, support a lifestyle that <laughs> we have to have these anything, days in order you, to survive. Yeah, I guess. Do you think there's anything more that um, the sport or the league itself could maybe do to make it um, more attractable to outside viewers, I guess, that maybe wouldn't be so inclined to watch it? Um, is there like, whether like I've heard the ideas of going to one specific city and playing like a mini tournament there so that, a bunch of people can watch all of these. Yeah. Um, is, do you think there's sort of something they could do um, in that sense? Maybe they start getting some more traction on, on just viewership kind of and getting the game out there? Yeah, um, well, I think with the NWHL, one of the biggest things that helped viewership and um, kind of get the team to the next level is they got bought by a private ownership. Um, so he was able to support the team with a lot more. Like he would buy um, like plane tickets and like New Jersey's. And just some of the other kind of stuff that you wouldn't normally get if it was just funded by the league itself. Yeah. Um, so I think the Pride was the first team to have their own ownership. And then I think maybe the Metro team also got bought out. So I think that's kind of a step in the right direction to get uh, the proper funding that they need to um, like increase the sponsorship and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Okay, before we get back to the interview with Carly, we want to talk about our favorite sponsor, Latitude 55. Latitude 55 is located in Grand Prairie, Alberta, and is rooted in a collaborative love for finely crafted spirits and pride in the place we all call home. They create every spirit with local grains and botanicals and look to the community to find inspiration for unique quality flavors. Every bottle from Latitude 55 is created with hard work and passion. Now we've talked about good company vodka from Latitude 55, but we want to tell you that they also have a rum called Kappa Rum. And if you ever wanted to taste a true spice rum, well then look no further than the Kappa Rum. Inspired by the Kappa Falls, south of Grand Prairie, Alberta, it is a product you will crave. This dark brown spirit is molasses-based 
and is aged in whiskey bourbon barrels for over one year. The oak smells and the oak smells and smooth taste make this a perfect cocktail. Everything about this product supports local from the handcrafted product made right here in Alberta to the spectacular logo handcrafted by local Canadian artist Robbie Craig. So ask your local retailer for Kappa Rum today so you can enjoy it your way. And now back to the interview with Carly Taves. So for most guys, like growing up, they have the NHL to look at. You know, that's anybody will say that's their goal when they're young. What do you think it's like now that girl, young girls have the opportunity to look at the National Women's League and say, you know, that's where I want to go? Like, what's he put it in? I want the words of a female to say the importance of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like that's huge. And especially, well, I mean, it's different, I guess, for Canadians, but the girls that are living down in, like, that Boston area or, like, to New York, um, there's a team in Buffalo and Minnesota, I think. Those girls really have the exposure to see what high-level um, women can get to. But I feel, obviously, because there's only five teams in the league, so if you're not kind of in that surrounding area, it still can kind of be difficult. Um, but yeah, I think it's just really cool to see that you can keep playing after university, even though I feel like accomplishing like a D1 or D3, D3 scholarship is like, if that's all you can do, then that's also pretty great gig. So. Oh yeah. Especially if you're going to get a, I mean, a scholarship for it right and you can get that education in the four years at a, at a potentially really good school like you did um at unh um and you jumped to playing hockey at unh is it is there a big difference between the midget level with women's hockey and then straight obviously there's a difference i mean um, everyone there got their scholarship yeah. and they're good but how big of a difference was it for you getting in that first season at new hampshire yeah i definitely struggled a bit my freshman year um i think it did help a bit going to OHA beforehand as well because the prep schools at that time had a bit more um, competition but yeah I remember my fresh year, freshman year was a bit tough um, just because the girls they are stronger and bigger um, I feel like that was probably yeah just like keeping up the pace of the game um, and then I think after maybe towards the end of my freshman year I feel like I started gaining some of my confidence back and then yeah, then I feel like sophomore, junior, and senior year was obviously, yeah, went pretty well from there. Speaking of UNH, I want to ask a more general question. What was campus life like there? You know, I, I, we heard from Tanner Fritz last <laughs> couple weeks ago about the, the Ohio State. Now, go yeah. up on him and explain why UNH is, like, the place to go. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like when I went into UNH, it was, like, ranked top 10 party schools or something. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, that it, had to factor in. Was, the union wasn't even in the top 20. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, yeah. So, UNH, it was nice because it was, like, 50 minutes from Boston. But at the same time, it was, like, out of a smaller city or town, I guess. And it had, like, a good campus feel. Like, I feel like the schools that are actually in Boston, like, in the big centers, you kind of lose that campus feel to it so I like that about UNH and then um it kind of got stricter as my years went on but like I would say freshman sophomore year is like there's always like a bunch of house parties and 
Um, there was like a couple of bars on campus that were pretty chill with IVs. So, <laughs> um, but other than that, I think like I just was like, <laughs> uh, I think times are changing as well. So, like the cops started kind of busting up a bit more parties and. So kind of it kind of lost its legacy in that sense, I feel. But obviously, it's still a great school. And well, I mean, made a lot of look, great memories. If you look at your numbers in your last two seasons, where the partying seemed to have stopped, you had pretty <laughs> pretty good point totals. So I mean, almost like there's a direct correlation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we obviously had yeah a good time. I feel like university is kind of a time to like figure out your like yourself and meet a bunch of new people and kind of yeah just enjoy it while it lasts because <laughs> those four years went by pretty quick yeah that would be a pain going though from like Alberta where it's I mean Canada I guess where it's 18 years old to drink and you probably you know have yeah. had a few drinks more then and then having to go to yeah. a place it's 21 that's probably annoying yeah so I feel like we definitely had a step up on like some of the American girls and just because they yeah. were I know we started drinking, I feel like, I don't know, 15, 16, because our legal age was 18, <laughs> right? Yeah, even, yeah, even younger. So I feel like they were like kind of a step behind us. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of, I had Miranda, like my sister. So if I did, if we didn't have going into the city, then I would just use her ID or whatnot. Mm, so smart. We, yeah, we found the loopholes. <laughs> you, uh, so you got to come in then as a freshman and show all the, I guess it would be all the juniors from America, how it's done. They're like, they've never done this before. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. <laughs> Who is this girl, and how come she can handle her liquor so well? Yeah, it was actually, when I, my freshman year, I came in, and there was about, I feel like our team was, like, half Canadian, half American. Um, and there was actually a couple of girls from Alberta. And then okay. by my senior year, it was, like, I was, like, the only Western Canadian, I feel. Oh, wow. So, so yeah yeah I think it just America. like depends on the recruiting and yeah. kind of we got a new I guess we got a new head coach like my mm. freshman year um so I think she kind of wanted to recruit more local players versus out west and so yeah I feel like that kind of just had a different impact on the team so what is like the split of Canadian and American women in the NCAA then if you had to guess because like it's you already see, even in the NHL, that Canadians, you know, tend to take over. Is it is it like <laughs> is it like that in NCAA as well? Like, is it... yeah, I feel like it kind of depends on the team. Like, I know a lot of the teams that are like closer to the Canadian border. I feel like they tend to get more Canadians. So, like, uh, like St. Lawrence and I know like Clarkson, like those teams that are kind of like right below Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I guess, yeah, well, like, Maine and, like, all, like, hockey, so I feel like they had a good, good majority of Canadians. Mm-hmm. Did you guys play in the uh, NCAA tournament at all in your four years? Uh, like the Beanpot? No, like or, the oh, no, you're, okay. Frozen Four, oh, I yeah, guess. No, we never – no, we never made it uh, – I don't think we made it. Oh, that sounds kind of bad. Probably shouldn't say this over the Zoom call, but I don't think we made it past the first round of playoffs. 
Oh, uh, hey, there's so, obviously uh, most guys that I've spoken to also haven't. So you're literally talking it, to a bunch of guys that yeah. play for <laughs> yeah, up. So. Like, also, yeah, like, I think not, every yeah. If you're not Boston College, like you're not. If you're not those schools, no, like, exactly. Not, it was always like BC and Northeastern and BU. I feel that that kind of just took the took the cake on it all. But um, I feel like every we went to game three of the first round at least. So I feel like that's something, something to show for. Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta sh- other showcase than that. Positives. <laughs> yeah. So now in, in, uh, in a COVID-19 world and with no hockey going on, what do you, we talked a bit about beforehand about what you're up to, but for the listeners, what are you up to nowadays? Um, yeah. So I'm actually down in California right now. Um, kind of a long story, but the family that I would work for, in Kelowna over the summer uh, they run a hockey power skating camp in Kelowna it's called Dynamic Edge so I also should just you guys check out their website if you're looking for um, camps over the summer yeah what's they the have like all the way up I think it's uh, DE power skating uh, oh, DE so it stands for Dynamic Edge uh, okay. yeah so maybe we can post in the show notes or whatever yeah we'll plug it we'll plug <laughs> um, it yeah, but so they have like camps for six weeks over the summer, starting July and goes throughout end of August. Um, okay. They do like all the way from like young kids up to like junior pro level. Oh, and wow. then so they started out, yeah, they started a hockey academy out, out here in California. Um, so I don't know how it kind of worked out, but they have two or three kids now, but she was pregnant with her third over the summer. And she was like, oh, why don't you, if you want to come down and hang out with us for a bit. So I took him up on the offer. And so, yeah, now I'm out here in California. Kind of. Oh, that sucks, like, eh? Doing a, yeah, doing, doing a bit of everything, like helping on the ice sometimes and doing some like, nutrition stuff for the academy. And then mostly helping out with the kids as well. Weather so probably this- sucks down there, hey? Pardon me? The weather probably sucks down there, hey? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, no good. Would much rather prefer the cold, cold Alberta North there. So yeah, you probably miss you probably miss snowball fights and snowmen. <laughs> yeah, it's actually funny. They got they found these like little fake snowballs. So we have like California <laughs> snowball fights. <laughs> That's awesome. Are the camps yeah. in Kelowna as well then as California? Uh yeah. So it's actually like a separate separate academy, I guess, but. The camp that they do is out of Kelowna over the summertime. And then okay. they, they start in an academy. Yeah, it's called West Coast Academy is the one that's out here in California. Ah, I see. Okay. Dynamic yeah. Edge is the Canadian one, though. Because uh, yeah, yeah. if we're plugging it, I don't think our GP people will be heading to Cali unless <laughs> they... Uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, definitely. Over. Yeah, Dynamic Edge is the one that um, most of the viewers would probably like like to look up and check out so cool and then uh, uh, what do you plan on doing with uh i mean other than making me a, a meal plan what do you do with your with the <laughs> what what does your future want to look like with the nutrition or do you plan like obviously yeah so <laughs> yeah i'm kind of like at a halt right now because since my degree was through the state to work in canada i had to go through like all this like education background and like application thing um, so I've like submitted my application to work in Alberta and BC, but that's taken 
I mean, I submitted it over the summer, uh, but it's going to take like, they say six months to a year to get approved to um, be a licensed dietitian in Canada. So once, yeah, once I know, yeah, that is the one downside I would say to um, going to school in the States and then trying to make the transition back home. Uh Are you going to try to be in the Grand Prairie area? Um, I haven't quite decided yet, but we're thinking, I don't know, I was thinking maybe Kelowna, Vancouver, or Calgary. Yeah, those, so those are kind, kind of like yeah. <laughs> better options. Yeah, try those that out first and then, <laughs> yeah, try that out first and then maybe like down the road, I could see myself like back in GP, but I feel like it might be a while for that yet. <laughs> yeah, you Enjoy ahead, the weather while you enjoy the weather while you can. You no rush to come back. It's just snowing ten months <laughs> a year. Yeah, I was gonna say, how has it been up there? <laughs> well, oh we're in Edmonton. It's just the same here, though. It's cold. It's and- like we've been getting like you get a lot of snow, and then you don't get snow for like a week. So it like oh. goes through the stages of turning to ice and then turning into slush, and then you get a nice big snowfall, and then you keep the cycle <laughs> going. And you can never wash oh, your clothes. Yeah, I, uh, I don't miss that at all. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I'm. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I think I'm. Gonna, I'm signing up for the Cali experience. I'm coming to Cali with my brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, uh, honestly, you guys. Yeah, I should make a little trip out. It's a pretty ooh. good spot. <laughs> all right, I'm. I'm down, Livy. Brett, we're going to Cali. Oh, after COVID, <laughs> come after COVID. I don't want to quarantine. Yeah, after COVID, which. Yeah, who knows when that will be. Yeah, really. I do have one final comment, though. This isn't really a question, but uh, I don't know if you've thought about this, but you are part of an elite group now. You're like one of five <laughs> Peace Region players to play professionally. <laughs> wow. You yeah. Gotta say, yeah. Keep they're going to up with that. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they're going to they're gonna put you in that uh, upstairs room at the Coke Center. I forget they call that. <laughs> Oh, no way. Is that legit? <laughs> yeah, they have like a GP uh, All-Stars Hall, like a Hall of Fame. Hall of it's fame. like a Grand Prairie Hall of Fame pretty much. <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> no way. Oh yeah, you and Carter awesome. Alley, Tanner Fritz, you can hang out up there. Yeah, there we go. Okay, <laughs> awesome. well, Carly, thanks a lot for coming on. We appreciate it. You're officially dubbed the first lady of A-List, so you can come <laughs> back anytime. Um, nice hopefully, hopefully you can get back into Canada and um, not have to do a 14, <laughs> 14 day quarantine. Yeah. And yeah, let's Dalen hope not. Dalen will look a little better if we speak again because uh, he'll be on his new <laughs> diet plan. Oh, yeah, let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah well thank you guys for having me on uh, yeah we great appreciate it thanks to you. yeah it's catching up a bit for sure yeah no worries okay we'll talk to you later thanks carly yeah thank you bye bye okay huge thanks to carly for coming on and talking to us it was awesome to get an insight into women's hockey what it's like what it should be going forward her experiences and whatnot and uh, talk a little bit about growing up but with now, now we can get in to this Raiders-Chiefs game, potentially. Talk a little bit about the games that already they happened. Have the 11. Um, well, we don't have Colin Farrell. You should tell people what happened, though, yeah. as soon as we got finished recording. Yeah, I'll explain. Okay, so we recorded late. Obviously, you know that. It only came out on Wednesday. And 
I was high on my Raiders. I still am. I still am for the record. And I found out that uh, their entire defense, starting defense, was put on the COVID-19 reserve list. Uh, so I sent Dale in a tweet and said maybe the lock was uh, not a good idea. <laughs> it was just funny because we were just talking. You like you were just this hyped the Raiders. Fifteen minutes. Fifteen oh. minutes after we just finished the call. I I, I, the I laughed while I while I read that. I just thought that was perfect timing. I was I was actually mad that we couldn't get to talk about it because I wanted to like either way. I was like that episode came out, so you have to now pick the Raiders regardless. Oh, I'm still picking them. No, but let's say their whole defense, like, afterwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would have sucked. That would have sucked. You would have had to, I think, still take the Raiders if you had them in your lock. That was now public knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. Attaboy. That's fandom right there. Yeah. The only way – no, I would have took them no matter what. I honestly can't even say that I wouldn't. Um, They don't have Clellan Farrell. He is – he was COVID positive, so he won't be playing – uh, Nick Kwiatkowski will be playing. Max Crosby, love him. He'll be in. So we still got quite a bit of our guys. Jonathan Abram at safety. So we got we got quite a few of our guys in. And I, I just, I don't know, I still have the confidence in him to do it. It is tonight. So uh, you'll hear this and the game will be over. And hopefully we'll be celebrating a Raiders win 2-0 and against the Chiefs this year. Um, yeah, well- it is in Vegas. You know, they're wearing black, looking good. Al Davis's ghost, I think, will be there. So, got a win for him. But, yeah, he, uh, Al Davis's son, he's the one who runs the team now, correct? Mark Davis, yes. He's got a haircut. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> it's like they put a bowl on his head and they, and they shave around the bowl and then yep. that's his hair. And then they Gosh. thin out the top while they're at it. <laughs> they thin it out. <laughs> and it just flops. Just flops down. Yeah, but, uh, um, hold up. I want to talk about games that already happened. This that's morning. what I was just about to get into that because we already you had were sleeping. Where, or not we're sleeping. You were working. Yeah, I know. I couldn't watch. I couldn't watch my my Saints get the victory over the Atlanta Falcons. Twenty forty nine. Congratulations on it. Very well. Be damn right. His first career NFL start, and he got eighteen for twenty. His eighteen for twenty-three on his completions, uh, two hundred thirty-three yards. He ran for two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked great. I love seeing him when we get an opportunity to like in the red zone, kind of by like the five ten yard line. He's just so much better. I feel to have back there than Drew Brees because you feel. I I just feel like something is going to happen. Um, it's definitely exciting. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara, he had another touchdown. He's got 12 on the year. So, my Saints are buzzing. That's seven in a row. They it's are very buzzing. And um, Taysom, I'm, I'm excited to keep watching Taysom Hill because he did look very, very good out there. I'm, I'm really rooting for the Rams on Monday night over the Bucks because then people will finally stop. People will start, like, start talking, okay, I think this is like the Saints. This is the boys here. Like, the Saints defense is playing so good. Like, mm-hmm. they're just uh, working as a unit right now. A um, couple other finals, the Thursday nighter, Seahawks beat the Cardinals. I really wanted to pick the Seahawks because I hate picking against them, especially after you and my dad picked the Cardinals. But I was like, this is too risky of a game for me to, like, try to stray away. So mm-hmm. I picked the Cardinals because I didn't want to go down one based on that game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Washington football team. They're still in the hunt. 
Well, yeah, they they won twenty to nine today, but Joe Burrow. So lost. Joe Burrow might be hurt for a bit. No, he is out for the year. He tweeted from his own Twitter account. Uh, you can't get rid of me that easy. See you next year. So he'll be out for the year. Yeah, because he got carted off in the game earlier with a leg injury. Cincinnati is 0-18-1 in their last 19 road games. Um, so that is not the greatest stat to have. Pittsburgh, um, they beat the Jaguars today 27-3. And they are 10-0 and for the first time in they, France. Uh, but 10-0? And daring sixteen and zero. Sorry, you cut out completely there. I didn't hear a word you said. Said so the uh, uh, What are the odds they can go sixteen and zero? Um. Well, it depends, I guess, on the rest of their schedule. Sixteen and zero. Um. Really depends on the rest of their schedule. I don't know who they play. It's possible, I guess. I mean, six. I'm looking games. right now. Who we yeah, got? We got uh, we got Baltimore next week. The Washington Football Team, the Bills, the Bengals, the Colts, and the Browns. And I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to lose. The Colts would be tough. Um, Bills. The Bills, yeah. The Bills and the Colts is back to back, so that'd be tough. So. The New England yeah, Patriots are probably officially out of it too now. Um, the Houston Texans got the twenty-seven to twenty win. Um, also, the Cleveland Browns—they have won against the Eagles, twenty-two seventeen. The Eagles are very bad. Um, Cleveland, this is their first win in Philadelphia since Week Eleven of nineteen ninety-four. Wow! I mean, they don't play that often, but still, still twenty-six years is a is a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Carolina Panthers shut out the Detroit Lions. Oh, and Eric Henry gets a game-winning overtime touchdown um, to beat the Baltimore Ravens 30-24. to Yeah, that was huge. Derrick Henry is both uh, – he, he's in my fantasy league. I got him on running back. And also, I picked the Tennessee Titans today to win, and both Dalen and his dad did not. And you changed it from Baltimore to Tennessee, too. I did. I, I changed it last second because I had a feeling. But I want to say the Washington football team is still in the hunt, as are the Giants, for the uh, wild the, the NFC East spot in the playoffs. If the um, Cowboys can win against the Vikings today to go to 3-7, and seven, the Washington football team plays the Dallas Cowboys next week, both at 3-7. and seven. <laughs> So somebody's going to 4-8 and eight and taking a commanding – like, we want this division. Like, they're letting people know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's um, That's although a... I think the Cowboys are the worst team in that division. Me too, as well. Like, I would like to see the Giants make it. But anyway, Imagine let's get into – Got the first overall pick. Who? Imagine if the Cowboys got the first overall pick. Well, the Jets got to win a game in order – two games, actually, in order for that to happen. That's a very, That's a very valid point. Uh, okay, week 12 picks. Let's do it. Uh, you went first last time. I can go first this time. So my first pick this week, I'm going to go a little less risky, even though I don't even know how my almost my picks panned out this week. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs coming off a loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. They're going to they're gonna win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. That's a pretty risky pick. Kinda. No, it's not. That's where uh, the student becomes the master. 
You know, okay. it's Mahomes league now. It ain't Brady's anymore. Then we got, I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks going two in a row. They're going to beat the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And oh my gosh, Carson Wentz sucks. He is so bad. Yeah, they got oh to put Jalen Hurts Brutal. And uh, lastly, I'm going to take the Dolphins. They're going to go, I believe if they win this week, it's six in a row. So next week would be seven game wins in a row because the next week they play the New York Jets. Yeah, the Jets so, are not uh, good. I think every week somebody has to pick for the Jets to lose. Yeah, I like I like those true. picks. Those are I like the I like the Seahawks and Eagles pick. I think that'll be the one that I'll I'll steal that you also have. Um I the Seahawks over the Eagles. The Eagles are terrible. They're terrible. They actually might be the worst. I don't know. It's either them or the Cowboys. I think they might be worse than the Cowboys at this point. Um, they, they put it this way, the Cowboys are the worst without Dak. Eagles are the worst if Dak was playing. Yeah, 100%. Um, the other one I have – I think we'll – since you didn't pick this one, I won't pick it either for the safety or just like don't courtesy from my father. You won't touch the Packers and Bears game. I, I won't I won't touch it. Um, now with Joe Burrow getting injured, I do like next week the New York Giants over the Bengals. I don't think the Bengals have a very good quarterback. Uh, Ryan Finley is his name. I don't. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I think the Giants can win one there to possibly go to four and seven, um, coming off a of bye week too. So that's that could be big for them. And mm, the other one, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, that's a risky pick. Well, not really. Ravens, I think, are in a bit of a slump right now. Yeah, and oh, sorry. No, I'm canceling that one. Canceling it because I can't not take my New Orleans Saints as a lock over the Denver Broncos. Okay, so you went from a risky pick to pretty much a lock, like a, something. Yeah, that was sure fire. Yeah. Okay. All right. Actually, I'll make that my um my my Livy's lucky one. All right. All right. Livy's lucky one is the Pittsburgh is the is the Pittsburgh over the Ravens game. All right. All right. That's your extra. That's your bonus lock this week. Yeah. All right. Uh, this week, we got uh, U-Haul, A-Hole, A-Lister. U-Haul, spawn, another sponsor of ours. They've uh, been with us for about a month now. And, you know, whether you're looking for trucks, trailers, storage, U-Box containers, or moving supplies, founded in 1945, U-Haul is your one-stop shop. For do-it-yourself moving and self-storage. U-Haul rental trucks are specifically engineered from the ground up, not from the sky down, that's important, to assist moving families, not freight. Their moving trucks have more safety features than other moving trucks in the industry, including gentle ride suspension and high visibility mirrors to assist the driver. Whether you are moving a smaller apartment or a large four-bedroom house, U-Haul Truck Rentals in Grand Prairie, Alberta will provide you with the moving truck rental you need to get from point A to point B, perhaps even to point C if you need it. U-Haul will get you there. They'll get your stuff there safe. And everybody loves safety these days, especially when we're in the midst of a pandemic. U-Haul. Okay, A-Hole, A-Lister. Livy, you started off. I believe Livy and I are doing it. So just four answers today. 
producer Brett, are you joining in or no? Yeah, I got an A hole. I don't have a A lister though. Okay, so we got five answers. We got five answers. Uh, all right, let's hit the A hole first, Livy. You, no, you started last week. Okay, yeah, I started uh, last week. Producer Brett, you start. Who's your A hole? The Washington Wizards. <laughs> yeah, I like I'm, that. Because I, I don't really know all the details about this story, but I'm pretty sure they signed John Wall to a contract and then immediately after tried to trade him. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. Yeah, and they tried trading him one for one with Russell Westbrook, who is also like he's he's he was he's kind of getting past his prime, but he's just like an expensive player. It's like trading a problem for a problem. But then, so after that got leaked out, then John Wall officially requested a trade from the Wizards because he's like, "Yeah, what the hell? Like, I'm done here." Yeah, well, that is a huge a hole move. Great pick, Livy. Who you got? Um, my a-hole, I guess I'll go with LeVar Ball, um, the father of LaMelo Ball. He came out and said, because he also, I mean, there's the thing that he said in the past, that if he were to ever play Michael Jordan in a one-on-one, that he would beat him. And with Michael Jordan being the owner of the Charlotte uh, Hornets that drafted LaMelo, everyone was talking about, oh, here we go, one-on-one's going to happen. Well, LeVar, I mean, just took it upon himself to say that he won't play in this game unless there's a huge amount of money on the line. <laughs> so he wants to be paid handsomely if he's going to do this. It's like, dude, like, first of all, I think the issue is le- ag- having Michael Jordan agree to even do this. And if he does decide to do it, like you will get paid nothing and do it for fun. Well, knowing Jordan, like he likes to put his money with, where his mouth is. Competitive. So, so, the, so I could see them putting like, they, I don't think, sorry, I, I guess I worded that wrong. Not for the, like the winner of the match. But like he wants to be paid a lot of money to like have him, oh like, like a boxing him. match. Mm. Yeah, like he actually gets money just for showing up type of deal. Uh, yeah. So Abel honestly, knew, he should just do money. it for the big baller brand exposure. Oh yeah, so. that brand is trash anyway. Yeah, Lavar Hole. He or Lavar Hole. Lavar Ball. Lavar <laughs> A Hole. Always an A Hole. Uh, all right, I got Serge Ibaka. Um, you know, everybody has the right to leave their team. They don't have to stay in free agency. But uh, to follow Kawhi to the Clippers and leave the Raptors hanging dry, just not a good guy move, you know. You could have went to any of the other, 20, uh, I guess it would be 28 teams. Perhaps maybe not the Celtics probably would have been choked about that too. So 27 teams. And you chose – the same team that Kawhi left us for, that hurts. It hurts, Serge. I get that. I still love Serge, so. Sucks. Yeah, he won a championship. Can't be too upset. So. Yeah, it does suck that he's gone. All right. Uh, a Lister, Livy. All right. Who you got? So, I think mine was just kind of an obvious choice for me. It was my A Lister is my new favorite quarterback, Taysom Hill. Um, like we mentioned earlier, just him getting his first win as a starter – um, again, going 18 of 23 for passing, 233 yards, 51 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns in, in a 24-9 victory. I'm stoked. I hope – I mean, I said Drew Brees. I said he might miss four or five weeks. I hope he misses the rest of the season. I want to see Taysom Hill just slinging it for the rest of the year. That was, that was a blast and a treat to watch. I've been waiting for a long time for that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I, I kind of want to see him – just take them all the way. Wouldn't it be awesome to see Taysom Hill just dominate, get him to the Super Bowl? Just that to lose awesome. to Patrick Mahomes? No. 
no, no. no. <laughs> um, all right, my A-lister, already talked about him a little bit, but uh, is big boy Derek Henry for the Tennessee Titans. That guy is a monster. He also got me an absurd amount of fantasy points this week uh, because he ran for 121 yards? No, he's at 121 before that touchdown, so I'm not sure what he ended up with. But it doesn't matter. He got that TD, so got me a lot of fantasy points. And, yeah, I think uh, he had to have like 100. I think he must have finished with like 130 at least yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And just he, – he's also my A-lister because he's so big that when he runs, he always falls forward. And it's just such a beauty move to know that as long as he gets to the line, he's probably going to get three yards because he just has to fall forwards. And he's so big that he's going to get those yards every time. Yeah. <laughs> I just absolutely yeah, 20... love that. He's electric to watch too. 28 attempts, 133 yards. So. Yeah, exactly. So he's my A-lister this week because he uh, did my fantasy football team some love and got me the win for the Titans over uh, Dalen and his dad taking the Baltimore Ravens. Who hey, are- I mean, hey, last week, though, I did gain two on you in our pick em. That's fair. That's fair. You know what we should do here? Um, we should release our, our NFL rankings in a five-tier system. The uh, uh, that's what we should do for this episode when it gets released. We'll add it as a little uh, little bit. Okay, who we have where? All right. Yeah, because you know that rank maker online. How you can do that? You'll have to show me that one. Okay, I'll send you the link. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh. Well, that's all we got. It was uh, I, I can't say it was a nothing week for sports, but I mean NFL is the only thing really going on. And we, NBA news here and there, no hockey news really. Well, we did an episode too, like four days ago. So, yeah, not much going on in between in the meantime. So, hope that's all we got for now. Though. What? We hope everybody enjoys the interview, though. Yes. Um, remember, that follow us. Our Instagram is heating up. People are telling us they love the the graphics we're using and stuff. So you know, like and comment on stuff too. Let's get some uh, interaction flowing. And. Uh, Thanks for all the support, everybody, as always. Drink some uh, GP Brunco beers. Drink some Latitude 55. Get it in you. Good company, vodka. Mix it with that cranberry ginge. Yep. Holiday yeah, drink. Get, get, what are we calling it? Get a, get a little A-lister in you? No, we can't call it that. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll work, we'll on, work it. on that. Yeah, it's a work in progress. <laughs> all right. Peace and love, people. Peace and love. She knows just what it takes to make